0: Hey, Leah Pika here. Today, I'm giving you a sneak peek of prime content from my upcoming book, which will show you how to present recommendations that inspire action and drive change on the Present Beyond Measure Show, episode 68. Welcome to the Present Beyond Measure Show, a podcast at the intersection of analytics, data visualization, and presentation awesomeness. You'll learn the best tips, tools, and techniques for creating analytics, visualizations, and presentations that inspire data-driven decisions and move you forward. If you're ready to get your insights understood and acted upon, you're in the right place. And now your host, Leah Pica. Hello, my dear listener, and welcome to the 68th episode of the Present Beyond Measure show, the only podcast at the intersection of presentation presentation. Data visualization, storytelling, and analytics. This is the place to be if you're ready to make maximum impact and create credibility through thoughtfully presented insights and ideas. So it's just you and me today. It's actually been a while since I've gone solo on the show, and I'm super excited to do that because this is my very first book snippet from my very first book. Over the course of the coming months, I'm going to be sharing little bits and bites from the book. Some will make it in the book. Some will probably end up on the cutting floor. So you can get a sense of what the book holds in store for you. Now, if you aren't on my book waiting list already, I highly recommend signing up if this interests you. You can find that at leahpika.com slash the book totally free to sign up and you'll get exclusive news updates details goodies even some ways to participate really fun stuff so if that's up your alley definitely check out getting on the list and if you've enjoyed what you're gonna hear today and you're too antsy to wait until next year to snag the whole toolbox in the book you can get access to all the goodies in an interactive video format with my online course the Data Presentation and Storytelling Bootcamp. Doors are open for enrollment until this Friday, July 23rd, and then it's closed for, well... I don't really know how long because the next few months are crazy busy getting ready with the book. So enrollment closes promptly at 5 p.m. Eastern this Friday, so do not delay in equipping yourself with the skills you need to inform decisions, inspire action, drive change, and become indispensable. So visit leahpica.com slash bootcamp to get registered today. So I'm extra, extra excited for today's episode because I really love these one-to-one chats. I feel they're so personal, you know, and you get to learn something new that you can use right away in your data presentations. That is the best part. Today's book snippet covers one of my absolute favorite chapters, which is going to help you structure recommendations that you make to decision makers every single day during your data presentations and your line of work as a data practitioner but really help you structure them in a way that's going to allow you to inspire that action that you're really looking for, which is really the key. So let's not wait any longer and action, pun most definitely intended. So this chapter is called Suit Up Your Recommendations for action It's one of the four key components of a properly conceptualized data presentation. All of that process I lay out in my book and my online course. And it's going to be something that you can put to use right away. Ready? Here we go. Here's a bold statement. Action should be the primary reason the data presentation exists. The actions we bring our stakeholders come in the form of recommendations. And they are the key to moving the business forward based on the area you're charged with measuring, which, if you remember, is what your stakeholder is silently asking for. In Nancy Duarte's data story, An Essential Library Edition, Duarte explains the imperative of mastering the art of recommendation. She says, when you use your data to provide timely and critical guidance to decision makers, you change organizational outcomes. You become the mentor, and your data is the magical tool that gets them unstuck on their journey. Giving others data in the nick of time brings greater success in reaching a desired goal. End quote. I find that presentation recommendations are often vague, uninspiring, unrelated, irrelevant, and at times crammed into the back of a deck as an afterthought. In making and reviewing countless recommendations over my 12 years as an analyst and seven years as a trainer, I've crafted a set of criteria that ensure a recommendation survival past the end of the workday. These five magic criteria have positioned my recommendation for successful adoption and completion with even the toughest stakeholders. You may recognize them as a popular framework for professional and career goal setting. Hint. They can make you and your recommendations sound a whole lot smarter. That's right. I've adapted Peter Drucker's original smart goal system, often used for employee performance evaluation. Here's how they break down. S for specific. The recommendation outlines a clear course of action. Make it abundantly clear what you think the team should do. Hmm... I've found that the clearer the path to completing the recommendation, the more likely it will get completed. Some of the recommendations I've come across in client presentations are phrased like complete migration of accounts, lower ad spend, and improve conversion. These are fine places to start, but how are you going to do these things? What's the first next step that needs to happen? Make it Windex clear. The classic recommendation standby of will continue to monitor performance also falls squarely in the valley of vague. Continuing to monitor performance is not a strategic recommendation. That is our job as stewards of data. Our vigilance is a given, so choose directives that lean towards what's beyond our daily tasks. I'll show you a few examples and build upon them using the criteria in turn. First. Decrease ad spend on ABC website. Conduct five new subject line tests. Create five new FAQ articles on account management issues. These are all actual recommendations I've worked with in the past. Notice the specificity of the tasks suggested, as well as how each recommendation begins. Each of these starts with an action verb which creates clarity around what exactly is to be done. Now, while I hope you shoot for the moon at work and in life, I also advise grounding your suggestions in the reality of your organizational or client constraints. If you suggest that the VP of marketing approve of a new email software vendor migration within three weeks, when your vendor approval process spans three months, then there's a good chance it won't happen. Be specific about what you're asking everyone to do and the first next steps. M, for measurable. The recommendation's impact can be feasibly measured and is motivating towards action as a result. I theorize that many recommendations are too soft or fail to galvanize an audience because they aren't clearly measurable. It's essential to communicate the why behind the recommendation gather consensus on what you're measuring, and how it will translate to success. I'm not talking about vanity metrics like website visits, time spent on site, and yikes, hits. The usefulness of those metrics have long been called into question, as possibly feeding an emotional need for significance, more on what that means in a later chapter, measurable recommendations inherently make clear the impact they will have on the project or business. Here's how we'd build upon our previous examples. Decrease ad spend on ABC website plus to lower cost per conversion. Next, conduct five new subject line tests to increase email open rate. Create five new FAQ articles on account management issues to reduce customer service inquiries. Now, you might say secondary success measure is page views of articles. When you assign measurement as a concrete way to revisit a recommendation, your audience will understand its impact and feel more confident executing it. And honestly, who wants to act on a suggestion with low impact or low measurability? In this age of extreme busyness in business, does anyone have time for that? No. A recommendation's measurability is a good indicator that it meets the specific criteria above, killing the first two birds with the second stone. A for assigned. A person or team is accountable for task completion. Guess what happens to a recommendation given the green light during a meeting? Yay! But isn't assigned to anyone. So, The answer is typically nothing. Until someone invents a magical recommendationator machine, a person or group of people must be tasked with its execution. That may look like this adding on from before. Decrease ad spend on ABC website to lower cost per conversion, assigned to digital ad team. Conduct five new subject line tests to increase email open rate, assigned to Ellen on the email team. Create five new FAQ articles on account management issues, assigned to customer content team. With this, No one will exchange awkward glances at the next meeting when the VP asks whether the recommendation was actually executed. Now, I'm not suggesting that you assign all of your recommendations to people before going into the meeting. That's because some of them may not get the green light, and that call may not be yours to make. I'm also not suggesting you order your CMO to complete a task in public. Awkward! What I am saying is that if a recommendation is accepted, it should have an owner by the time you all leave the room. Stewarding that process puts you in a position of power and influence, which is a good thing. This is where a senior advocate can be helpful as a resource for pushing assignments through bureaucratic red tape. Your stakeholders include peers whose jobs may be made more complicated or task list longer because of your recommendation, and they may resist. We'll discuss the benefit of having a senior advocate in your corner in a later chapter. R for relevant. The recommendation is tied directly to an insight in the presentation. More often than I'd like, I'll watch a presenter make a recommendation that completely catches me off guard. That's because I can't figure out why they're recommending it. Then I realize it's because the recommendation had nothing to do with any of the insights they just presented. This habit of sliding a recommendation, quote, under the conference table, is a tricky play because it can confuse the audience. While I appreciate the valiant effort to use the floor available to cross off any niggling to-do list items, it isn't the time or place if they're not directly related to the presentation objective and through line. Make sure any recommendation you make directly references an insight you've already shared. T for time bound. The recommendation is assigned a reasonable deadline. Remember that funny thing that happens to an action that isn't assigned to anyone? Well, the same funny thing happens when the action isn't given a deadline or time frame. By the way, it's nothing. Deadlines help prevent what I call hangnail recommendations. These are direct symptoms of the FYI culture and glaringly persist on every readout, but no one does anything about them, so they never go away. The key is to make the deadline achievable with enough room so there's no cutting it close to major marketing events. Deadlines are critical for meeting seasonal or holiday objectives, such as launching fall fashion creative on time for fashion week. Here's how we round out our recommendations with time. Decrease ad spend on ABC website by August 31st to lower cost per conversion assigned to digital ad team. Conduct five new subject line tests within the next 10 weeks to increase email open rate. Create five new FAQ articles on account management issues by end of Q4 to reduce customer service inquiries. A truly smart recommendation will read just like this. Decrease ad spend on ABC website by August 31st to lower our cost per conversion, which is assigned to the digital ad team. Damn, that's a mighty fine recommendation right there, if I say so. So when you compare the recommendations above to our earlier example of, quote, complete account migration, Do you see how much more motivated and clear a stakeholder may feel to act upon it? So where did recommendations go so wrong? As with all the other habits called out by this book, the best way to effect this habit change is to examine how we got here. The we will continue to monitor maxim was once my dearest friend and is now my greatest foe. Stating the obvious didn't add any value to the presentation. I'm now aware that I use this in lieu of something more specific because, well, there just wasn't anything notable or groundbreaking to report out on. Repetitive and murky recommendations are, in my opinion, a direct symptom of the FYI meeting. FYI meaning fake your insights. And I believe the more organizations examine their codependency on repetitive meetings that only inform but don't inspire action, the more fresh insights will emerge for every future readout, which would feed directly into superbly crafted recommendations with a fighting chance at becoming a reality. A girl can dream, no? To recap, Recommendations are the fuel for business progress and demonstrate your value beyond being just a number cruncher. Crafting your recommendations using the SMART criteria will give them the best chance at earning the green light. FYI readouts are a significant waste of time that can be exchanged for dashboards or reports and less frequent data story presentations. More on the FYI readout in my book. Your prescription? is to run your recommendations past these five smart criteria. Specific, Measurable, Accountable, Relevant, and Time-bound. All right, thank you for joining this shorter than usual, but hopefully quite actionable episode of the Present Beyond Measure show. If you liked this little book snippet, make sure to get on my book waiting list at leahpika.com slash the book. And you still have one more day to enroll in my data presentation and storytelling bootcamp online course. I know it might seem daunting to enroll in yet another course or training, but I want you to stop for a moment and think about what it's costing you to continue presenting data in a way that doesn't inspire the action, and get the recognition that you deserve. What is the price you're paying for staying exactly where you are, in the same job role, in the same problems, or not even in a job at all? What's the cost of not taking that action for yourself? Well, you can head on over to com slash bootcamp before tomorrow, July 23rd at 5 p.m. Eastern, and you can take that big leap. Speaking of taking action, I'm ready to leave you with today's presentation inspiration by my man Tony Robbins. And that is The Only Impossible Journey is the One You Never Begin. My take so much of the process of inspiring action comes from the bravery of taking that first big step to put your ideas and recommendations out in the world. And now you have a tool set for doing that for success. Remember, no is the answer to every request and recommendation that you don't make, right? So just go out there and do it. Inspire action. That's it for today. Stay well, stay safe, and